Welcome to Banter. This is our Back to the 80s episode. You'll find me, Rohan Anand, along with... Matt! Greg, how's it going, everybody? And we have a special guest today. Well, we... Should we... Should we, should we let the cat out of the bag so soon? Guys, we have a story. And a surprise. Is it the story of a lovely lady? It's a beautiful lady. With a very, very lovely... I don't remember, it's the Brady Bunch. But this has nothing to do with the Brady Bunch. Hailing from the town of Detroit, Michigan, lead singer of the local Dallas band, The Wonderfuls, and friend to both Rohan and myself, welcome, Lorelai Kuhnman. Hey, dudes. What's going on? Totally tubular. It's like so gnarly to be here to uh, talk about the 80s, dude. You truly are a cool man. Sure. Bodacious is all hell. Oh, Bodacious. Bodacious. What an adjective. What an adjective. Well, anyway, we uh, we promised that we would bring our friends onto the podcast, and we were so excited that Lorelai decided to join us. Uh, Lorelai, what what are we talking about today? It took a lot of arm twisting. Today we are talking about <laughs> the arms were twisted. The eighties. The eighties. The eighties. We are going to start from the very beginning up through, you know, the end of the eighties. Because I mean. Chronologically. Wait. But we're also not going to go chronologically because a lot of things are going to come up. There's certain eras that we want to cover. There's certain topics we want to cover. And mm-hmm. that's going to bounce around quite a lot. We're literally going to go from 1980 to 1990. Am I correct? You're correct. Oh. We've had a little bit of wine. So we're feeling a little sloppy. So we are going to sloop down into the 70s just a tip. Sloop dad. And we're going to go forward into the 90s just a little bit. But we have to do this so that we can get the full coverage on all the informations for all the topics. But what we do, we do for you. I like the all-inclusive approach. I'm not a just a tip kind of guy. Oh, absolutely not. We go deep. Deep? Wait, wait, what was it? One Direction, the the big D? The one D, one D, one D, not the big D, that's Dallas, that's Dallas. Okay, Uh, but but before we get into the 80s, there is a segment that we have to get into, and you know what that is. New music. Okay, so this week is going to be a little bit shorter because we are actually coming to you within three weeks of our podcast, so I can actually just cover one week's worth of music. So, uh... There are about 10 things that I want to talk about today, so let's just go ahead and dive into them. Uh, The first one, Frank Ocean just released a new single called Biking, featuring Jay-Z, one member of uh, Beyonce's, uh, you know, family, Uh, along with Tyler, the creator, one of the founding members of Odd Future. And uh, it is a nice song. Uh, even Jay-Z sounds good in it because Frank Ocean has the power. He has the power to make everyone sound good in his music. Uh, so this is the third single he's had come out in, the, in about three months. So I don't know if there's an album coming out or if he's just on the singles train. Or if he's going to be the next Rick Ross. Nine albums in nine days. It, New record. It sounds like, a, like an eating challenge. <laughs> yeah. Like a clean nine, <laughs> except it's a bad nine because it's ripped. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Um, I, I start with with Frank Ocean, but uh, really the the star of the show this week was Kendrick Lamar releasing new album. Damn. Period. All caps. One period at the end. Uh, <laughs> so spelling, by the way. I made fun of this last 
podcast for a humble period, but uh, apparently Kendrick decided every song in the album needed to be all caps, period. But yeah, well, I mean, he's using proper punctuation, which is good. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, he's following some of what our our president is doing. He uh, really appreciates the all caps all situation. Caps. So maybe he's just trying to be supportive in this tumultuous political situation we have right now. I agree. Go for it, Kendrick. Because you know what? It would be fake news if I said this album was bad, because this album is phenomenal. It would be alternative facts. Alternative facts. This album is is wonderful. Um, uh, A favorite song of mine is Loyalty, period, feet, period, Rihanna, period. I think the feet is for featuring, but we never know. Not in this day and age. In all caps. But uh, that's a a song that I would recommend. Uh, Moving on, also, Sean Mayer. the, The artist formerly known as John Mayer. Uh, before his 2010 breakdown. Uh, he just released a new album, and it is called The Search for... Everything. Everything. And I, I, I just, I can't take this album seriously. There are, there are two good songs on it. One being the first song, Still Feel Like Your Man, who was, which the song was written about Katy Perry. What? What? Yeah, this album is Burr? dedicated to Katy Perry. Is it kind of like a knockoff? No way. Of Are you kidding me? When I was your man, like yeah, oh, he's just. <laughs> I don't know. If, Sorry. I don't know if he's just nostalgic for her or what. He needs that. to walk through the walls of his high school like and find himself. And then the other song that's good is track three, "Helpless." And then the rest of the album is instead of the title of track two, "Emoji of a Wave," which is an actual song from the album. The entire yeah, album could be summarized as the poop emoji. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's a joke that I made about John Mayer. Well, anyways, uh, 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 it, the days of continuum John Mayer are, are long behind us. There's a song on it called Theme From The Search For Everything. What? Yeah. Theme from his own like album? How, Your how, own album. Like how, theme From? How? You a theme for it? It, it just seems it just seems like you're so conceited with yourself like oh I made us oh I made a song this songs and this is how he talks well he looks like his own Jesus on the cover look what what uh, is this I was gonna say he looks like a drag queen I mean well that too. well kind of is he I don't know I would respect him more he's a, he's too much of a man whore to be a, to I, don't be know, a, I don't get it yeah to be okay, cool John. I don't know John so. you gotta figure yourself out damn it John get back to us so anyways that's enough of John. Sorry, John. Yeah. Which, it, which I think is a Taylor Swift song. And, <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, so we have a new DNC. How do you say that? Dance? Dunce? Dunce? You know. Does it stand for dunce or dance? I just say DNCE. And then after that, so that people don't think I'm stupid, I spell every word after that. So they, don't, they think I'm doing something cute instead of being wrong about how to pronounce it. I don't know how to say it. And is it one of the one D? Is it one of the one D that's a founding member, or was it a Joe Bro? Joe Bro. It was a Joe Bro. Yeah. It's kind of like bro? when MGMT first came out. I'm like, are they management or is it just MGMT? Right. It was like I was telling you earlier. I, I found this new band that I like today called Power Bottom, but it's spelled P W R B T T M. We are getting lazy. All caps. Period. And that band is also all caps. Yeah, this yeah. is this is the gosh damned millennial era in which we live. But to be fair, I think that when texting first started, that's when we were doing all the um, um, K 
condensing all of our words into little like R spelled yeah. capital R yeah. U without the Y O. When you had T nine texting, yes, yeah, exactly. I'm concerned about when I capitalize and when I spell things correctly and when I put a period right. at the end of sentences. Am I weird? No, because I've succumbed to it too. No. It's good to have good grammar, even if you're texting your. Good grammar's hot. Oh, yes. it's a hot trait. It's a hot trait. Um. Anyway, anyway, DNCE, DNCE, yes. da dance or dance, 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 ats, dance, ats. I get it now. That it's the sound of the bass. Dance, ats, dance, ats. They just released a song called "Kissing Strangers" with Nicki Minaj, and it sounds just like cake on the ocean. So I think they were trying to differentiate themselves, like we are more than cake on the ocean. So let's get Nicki Minaj into the studio. Is that how this is? No, my voice is not good. <laughs> no, you're good. It sounds just like it sounds just like dancing on the ocean or whatever the hell this song's cake by the cake by the ocean. Not the not to be confused with the band cake because they have talent. Right. Um, yes. So that song, sorry, dance, 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 dance. We're not fooled. It's a big turd. Um, another artist that I like, Kamasi Washington, just released a new song called Truth. And uh, it is believed to be coming off a new EP coming out. And uh, he is freeform jazz. So I'm uh, one of the 10 people left in the world that likes that kind of music. And I think Hi. two of the other 10 are still in this room with me, but that's okay. Uh, it, it's a genre that, according to La La Land, is dying. So <laughs> listen to it now, because apparently they're all about to die. It's a little scary there, La La Land, but we get it. Okay. Uh, no, we don't get it. But anyways, it's a head scratcher. Leave us a review, please. <laughs> um, three more. Celebrate by Little Dragon. Um, it's a new album they had just come out. Sorry, I'm on 80s. Ugh. It's okay. It's okay. We got we to gotta buzz through these. Uh, Little Dragon, new album, season high, um, is disappointing overall. Kind of, a, kind of a stinker compared to their last album. So uh, All the songs sound exactly the same. Uh, favorite song was Celebrate off it. Uh, and then the rest of the songs sound just like Celebrate. So... Celebrate that that's the only song you have to listen to on the album. Uh, one that I found today is called Despacito. By Luis Fonsi. I can't believe you knew about Luis Fonsi. I actually know him. So I found, you personally? know him personally? Not personally, but I know his music. Oh, oh. dude. He just released a remix of his song Despacito with just none other than Justin Bieber singing in Spanish. Of course. Stop. It is. It's, it's, it's nice. It's, Stop, really? It's, it's good. good. I liked it. Wow. Oh my God. I mean, it's it's the Beebs and yeah. Beebs headed south of the border. It was I, like the the so he starts off in English, but then he gets into it. He has that version of Sorry where he just splices in some Spanish too. Yeah. yeah, and uh, there's a version of Shape of You, a song that I hate. Yeah. that has a reggaeton remix. I always feel like I have to go. Oh, reggaeton! <laughs> reggaeton! Ah, it's such a fun genre to say, um, but it makes the song so much better. I don't know it's something about. I think it's because Ed Sheeran's not singing it. <laughs> yeah. I like Just like it. anything else can improve it. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So anyway, that's a, that's a fun song to check out. And then finally, uh, Kevin Gates just released a song <laughs> called What If, which I thought was going to be a Creed cover. Wait, what if you let what? me hold you, girl, caress my body, Kevin Gates? No, no, like, I got two phones, one for the blog and one for oh the my. Well, he just released a song called What If that I thought what was going to be. What if God was one of us? Yeah. 
he like like yeah the lyrics literally go what if god was one of us just a thug like one of us like he just took this song and just made it oh take a big swing i loved i loved kevin gates but what the hell happened here oh boy oh bless his heart bless his heart he was inspired by something terrible gosh so anyways (laughs) on that high note uh we are done with music which leads us over to into a time wait Everyone, name your favorite song in the 80s at the count of three. One, two, three, go. Uh, what are with somebody by Whitney balloons. Houston? Oh. You don't like 99 Love Balloons? Oh my god, yeah, I definitely do. Okay. My family's German too, so. Yeah. Oh. I don't know any German. You don't like the 99 Love You don't know Bia? My friend Diana's like, I know every word. She will be listening to this. Diana, we need you to listen to the podcast. It's going to be very good, and we're going to reference your hometown. Sure your hometown of Germany. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> Germany, Europe, duh. Yeah. I'm a goddamn American. That's how I understand it to work, right? So good. Oh, goodness. All right, let's hop into the 80s, y'all. So kick it off, Lorelai. All right. So, basically, 80s. Uh, America is sick of disco. America. We are ready to throw it down the garbage. America is rebelling against it. Because I mean, it had its time. It had the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. It had it had some good bands that did good mm-hmm. things. But mm-hmm. now we're getting in the '80s, and we are sick of it, and we are against it. America doesn't have any bands that want to participate in the music scene at this time. So, also on top of that, by the way, December eighth, nineteen eighty, John Lennon. The wait, voice of wait. the '60s and '70s, and also a regular guest on our podcast, and a regular guest on our podcast is assassinated. Wait, who have we been getting on our podcast? David Bowie. Oh, wait. The ghost of. And who who have we been getting on our podcast? Yeah. Imposter. He keeps talking just like, he's in the room with us now. (laughs) What's happening? I love that so much. Regardless. So that was the first year of the 80s. I didn't realize that happened right at the beginning of the era. It's basically like the murder of the 60s and 70s. Okay? America is upset. Music is dead. We are very... Right, because end of 70s, Impressed. the Beatles were no moss, correct? Yeah, Yoko was involved. Yoko. We were doing mm. Yoko More Rose. like Yoko, oh no. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, who comes in to save us but the UK? Ah, the They uh, come in. The UK. They help us out. This is the second British invasion. They help us out of a hard time. We get these awesome bands like Devo. Eurythmics. The Eurythmics, Annie Lennox, who is my personal hero, love her so much. Um, Flock of Seagulls, and I run, I, I run, run so, so far away. FYI, there will be a lot of impromptu singing in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, sing, we so. sing a lot. Human League, Thompson Twins, Modern English, uh, I don't, I'm not going to skip over all these bands. Basically, um, they're coming in, they're helping out America, which God bless, you know, the world, we need to band together. So, would you say this, these all came from the punk rock generation in the UK. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of these bands, um, especially bands like The Cure and The Smiths, they started uh, out kind of like dark, kind of punk, gothic kind of bands mm-hmm. in uh, in the UK. And then they were like, oh, let's, I mean, we need to be more Yeah, with Johnny Marr leading the, leading the way. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, amazing guitarist, by the way. 
Um, so they decided to go a little pop route, and they got V famous and uh, popular in America. Now, may I say something very controversial? Go for it. I would yes. say disco lent itself into the synth wave of the 80s. Oh, 100% yes. And hip-hop definitely piggybacked on disco as well. Can I say that? Well, I yeah. think you can substantiate Well? That. Yes. Well? We're going to get into all I'd this. say so. Absolutely. Um, so what really helped music in the 1980s, getting the first kickoff, was MTV. This is the first time that M that music videos are being popular. Ah, uh, honey boo boo television. Exactly, and music industry is booming. Mm -hmm. This everybody is starting to watch TV in 1981. That's when MTV is born. They come on TV. They have the moon landing. Mm -hmm. They got Neil Armstrong planting the MTV flag on the freaking moon. Hilarious. Um, first time anyone's ever done anything like this. Kids are watching the TV. They're seeing all these musical videos for the first time. Um, the first music video that was put on MTV was Video Kill the Radio Star by ah, the, Bubbles. the Bubbles. Precious. One of my, that song makes me tear up every time, and I don't know why. It's, you, it's And I'm not talking about Nora Jones don't know why. I'm talking I don't know why. So do you remember at the Spasmatics concert in Austin oh, where they were God. dressed up and literally doing a <sighs> dance-off where they were all, like, hopping backwards and, like, had little kazoos in their mouth? I mean... Bless their hearts. They were so good. Gosh. It's kind of, it's just like, it's a changing of the times. It's like, it's a new, it's something new, it's something exciting, it's something unexplored. It's very cool. Now granted, the first actual music video was done in the 1960s. The Beatles did this in their movie, um, their movie A Hard Day's Night. They had multiple music videos in that, but music video for Can't Buy Me Love. They, um, I'm going to be singing a lot, I'm so sorry. Not sorry at all. Do not apologize. I will never apologize for that. It is not too late to say sorry because you don't have to. <laughs> I will apologize for that. Um, so Can't Buy Me Love, adorable music video, by the way. And also, a lot of music videos started out either with them just, uh, with the performers performing on stage with their instruments singing at a normal concert with white people awkwardly clapping and kind of shaking in weird ways. Or um, have you y'all seen the um, video killed the radio star right. music yeah. video with all these weird um, old fashioned like TVs and, like these old black and white kind of like 1950s setting up the old TV. Uh, it's just, it was a weird time. You think about the music videos that they have now and how much we've changed. Everything's so much. I mean, granted, the technology has improved so much, too. But just all these huge strides we've made with uh, making everything more like movies. I, I just think it's so cool. Wait, so when did, when did Thriller come out? Oh, Thriller! 1987. Thriller. Because was it... That it was, was Thriller. Thriller had a... Thriller made a movie out of the music video. It was video. a 14-minute music video. A short film. A, a short film. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and not that, dare I say film. You sure can. Yeah. Um, so the reason why Thriller was made is because, first of all, Michael Jackson is a badass. Second Legend. of all, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Jackson saw the movie American Werewolf in London, mm -hmm. directed by Michael Landon. I'm sorry, John Landis. Woo! John Landis is the director. Um, so he saw that and he contacted John Landis and was like, help me write and direct my music video. And he's like, duh, you're Michael Jackson. Of course I'm going to help you. Anything you say. I will literally do anything you say. Yeah. So, most most pop by the way, most popular album of all time, right? 
it sold the most copies worldwide. Oh wow. yeah, over 181 million copies. Yeah. So you know, perfect. streaming be damned now that people had to go into the to the local record store and they had to go they had to go pay their five months wage so they oh. could go buy a go buy a, a cassette tape at the local drugstore. Oh wait, store. but it was worth every penny. It was worth every penny, Janice. Do you do you like the sounds that are coming out of the car? And they got Vincent Price involved, my little sweetheart. Oh boy, king of the horror films. And also, by the way, his uh, female opposite in the Philly music video was Ola Ray, a former Playboy centerfold, <laughs> woman, and uh, incidentally, pretty good actress for what she was needed for. And uh, and not to keep jumping around, but this also would have lent itself into Purple Rain, right? I mean, Purple Rain. That's a that's a full length film. Yeah. It Dare is. I say film? You may. It's. I, I wouldn't say the acting's the best, and I wouldn't say the plot is without holes, but I would say it's phenomenal. Here's the thing: Prince is just such an extraordinarily talented human being. Not only did he write his own music, but he played his own music and he sang his own music. He was an icon. Oh, yeah. He was just so unapologetically himself. He had his androgynous, flamboyant, funk, rock, R&B, new wave soul. He had every In genre black. covered. Yes. Out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, of all places. <laughs> Classic. So he was eating cheese curds and playing guitar tunes for the like, locals. Yeah, and, and he enjoying just needed his to get out. <laughs> his ludafisk. Oh, God. Just needed to be himself. And he did. And I loved his symbol where it was like the male and female yeah. symbols put yeah. together with a twist, and then he made it into a guitar. Oh, yeah. I loved him. He was an inspiration for all of us. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Uh, going back to the early 1980s with the British rock bands, yes. one thing that I noticed growing up in the 90s when I listened to the Spice Girls for the first time, no shame there, were, taken. were that they were... Or accepted. Or accepted. Mm -hmm. um, British women singing in what sounded like American accents. So dating back to the 1980s, mm -hmm. a lot of the bands that we might have not even known were British, like The Cure or... I mean, you know, all the all the ones that we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. How did they start to sing with American accents? And female bands too. You know, I really I don't know if it's necessarily that they were using American accents, but that they were using just pronunciation mm. or like diction that was more clear. Yeah. Because Spice Girls, like, if you listen to their music, they do still have British accents. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta slam, 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 slam. Slam everybody down, shine it all around. Yeah. But then some bands still keep their eye like, don't you forget about me. That's true. I think that's interesting. It's a very weird question, but I wasn't sure if either of you had some light to shed on it. I don't have a, I don't have a definitive answer, but I think that's very interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it's what part of Britain they're from. That could be true. They're from all over. Yeah. Like, just doing research for this podcast, I was just seeing where everybody was from. We got Sussex, we got Essex, we got Manchester, like, people from oh, all over. Oh, the snotty Sc names. Scenic, yeah. though. You cannot deny the scenery. You know I love to bring it up. Simple, okay, so, for example, um, The Cure, mm -hmm. you know, um, they're from Sussex. They were actually formed in the late 1970s. And they, like I was talking about before, and, um, they were one of those bands that started out pretty dark. They started as gothic rock. So people in Sussex were kind of like... Did they really? Yeah, they sure did. They were dark, dark, dark. They um, they had some really controversial uh, album titles. It was like, oh, 
I don't have it up right now. It was like it was like death to Arabs or something like that. Oh my! Don't insane. worry, we have the internet. It was oh, internet.com. I wish I think it's still the '80s where it's still kind of new. So, well, um, I, I, no one can make a phone call right now. I do have to dial up on the internet, please. Right. Uh, please. DS, DSL connection. Oh, here we go. I'm going to read off the first five albums well, read, read of, the one that, of The Kill in a British accent. The dark stuff before Love Song and Just Like Heaven. I'm going to read it like a goth. Yeah, that's good. Disintegration. Appreciate that. Pornography. Yeah, pornography. 82. 82. Yeah. Wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dark album Wish. Mm-hmm. Um 17 seconds. I guess they got their shit together because then they got to kiss me, kiss me, kiss me <laughs> in 1987. Yeah, okay, we're definitely in the pop era, uh, definitely. Uh, oh, wait, but, but, then in, but then in 2000, blood flowers. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Flowers, springtime, and bunnies. Yes, absolutely. I did not um, realize they had an album called Faith in 1981. How strange. Yeah. Just like oh. George Michael. Yeah. Huh. Um, so Robert Smith of The Cure. Um, vocalist, guitarist, and principal songwriter stuck with them for through the whole thing. Decided to give them a lighter twist to get a little more popular, especially in like um, the American population. So they came out with such awesome hits as "Love Song," "Just Like Heaven," "Friday," "I'm in Love." Oh, and did they ever have an affinity for Fridays? Oh my gosh! Who not doesn't? Re- not Rebecca Black Who Friday. Oh boy. No, sir. No, Not sir. So Not so much. We like to leave that one out. Mm. Um, okay, so a group from Essex, Depeche Mode. Oh, I think I we I think we brought them up a little bit. I just can't get enough. What was it? Eleven studio albums. That was 17? a shock. We uncovered that two weeks ago. <laughs> Eleven studio albums. They just released one this year. Yeah, they're going on tour this year. They're going to be in Dallas in September. Who wants to go? What? Absolutely, I want to go. I do. And uh, one of my favorite bands is going to be opening for them. Stop. Who? Uh, it's uh, yeah, you, you're going to put me on the spot, and I'm going to have a. Uh, I get again. Uh, I have. I'm good for a mind fart every episode. Yeah, I get it. Kill the sun. So eleven albums, Depeche Mode. I'm going to come yes. back to it. Okay, we're going to move on to the Smiths because the Smiths on, are from Manchester. This is another group. Okay. Oh. By the way, so the song Asleep, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize it. Have you guys watched 13 Reasons on Netflix? No. Okay, so. This is your tape. I can't, exactly. I can't bring myself to watch the last episode of it. But as I was researching, I saw that they used the song Asleep in the last episode where the girl kills herself. And I can't watch it. Like, I've had all my friends warn me. It's like the most, it's the saddest thing. Obviously, it's a teenage girl who kills herself. And they use this song during it. And I was like, oh. So it's when, I mean, I'm sure people listening to this podcast right now have watched it. And have heard about it. And it's like all, I mean, it's so popular. Well, and on the Smiths, I mean, their song, Let the Right One In. Yeah. Inspired the book title. Oh, my gosh. Um, great book, great movie. We were talking about the vampire Great movie, book, right? even better. Wait, great movie, even better book. <laughs> A lot of good books based on that movie. That's true. A lot of good books. That's true. The, the movie's really good, though. I just love any movie about murder and vampires. Murder and vampires. Um, so, you know. Pornography, um, 1982 album <laughs> by The Cure. <laughs> uh, so their album, The Queen is Dead, um, What Difference Does It Make, Panic. Um, vocalist Morrissey and guitarist Johnny Marr, like you were talking about yeah. before. Yeah, Morrissey is the craziest person in the world, though. Yeah. He has... So he, political this guy yeah so he's a super vegan not just a regular vegan but he will not perform at a venue if there is meat served within like a square mile of the venue yep 
And Hence he, their 1985 album, Meat is Murder. It, it adds up. Told the whole band they couldn't be photographed eating meat. And for any publicity shots. War Paint is the name of the opener for Depeche Mode, now that I've gotten my head out of my proverbial schwinkta. Beehole. There it is. Um, but he, he has canceled all of the remainder of his tour this year. After after Dallas? Yeah. Well, I think he played one or two more stops, and then he said he got vocal wear, and then he just canceled. The guy will cancel for, like, nothing. He was scheduled to come to my hometown of Wichita Falls a couple of years ago. Canceled it, of course, but... Well, that's shite. Mm. So, he's just a, he's a goofball. Just a regular goofball. Interesting. That's so interesting. Anyway, so UK brought in the synth, brought in the dance, dance, dance music. Got us all dancing again, you know? I feel like dancing, dancing. We did. So uh, I feel like we can't really talk about the 80s until we talk about um, Sting and the police mm. they brought to mm. the police. Where do we start talent. with the Sting? I mean, start with the talent. Uh, the police started in 1977. They brought mm-hmm. in also the new wave. They mm-hmm. started out as like punk and they brought in some reggae and pop vibes to it. Um, don't stand. Don't stand, don't stand, so, don't stand, so close, close to me. And then, and then, Yeah! That's when, that's when he went off on his own, off of the police, and he started doing his own thing. He did, Roxanne! Yeah, you don't have to, put, don't on, have to put on the red lights! Yeah, he's one of the few artists that actually had success on his own. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah, he went for a long freaking time. Because you look at, uh, what's his face from Van he's Halen? So not uh, not Sam Hagar. Um, David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. Yeah. No 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 good on his own. But Phil Collins. Phil oh, Collins. Phil is monster so talented. I mean, monster. he's still kind of. Do. I mean, putting out music these days. Steve Perry from Journey. I know that seventies. Yeah. No success oh, on his own. I know. He's so sad. He's so talented. Holland Oates, my favorite band. Sir Holland Oates. Sir Holland Oates. He is very talented. He's an inspiration. Holland Oates. He's a talented um, man. Yeah. He. He was no good on his own by himself when he divorced his name. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I wonder what led to these individual successes versus, do you think just it was... passionate people, I think. Do you think it was because they were writing the songs for their bands? Could be. I mean, there was always one central figure, I would say, within the band itself. Right. Right. That's the leader, if you will. Right. But also one that isn't going to just, like, you know tell the other bandmates that they can't eat meat in public and be crazy, you know? I don't think Sting was crazy. I didn't know him personally. So introspective moment. I remember Roxanne being one of the songs that I was raised on where like my sister and I, the music videos of singing the song in our parents' living room. But little do we know what the song's about. <laughs> I mean, totally. walk the streets little, for money. Get it. But you know, your parents don't shield you from that kind of stuff because they're like, oh, look at my kids. They're singing to this famous song. Kids, genuinely, <laughs> they don't get it. So what's the point? For God's sakes, my parents probably didn't even get it. Let's yeah. be honest. Parents just don't understand. Come parents on, mom. Don't Come on, mom. It's in the 90s, isn't it, Will Smith? <gasps> yeah. Have, well, I, have I broken the, the era? <laughs> you did. It's the first time we broke the era. Oh, God. From the upper side. Remember, I we're, doing this the, we're doing the full D, guys. Remember. I thought this wouldn't be my cross to bear. Oh, God. 
This could be a drinking game for the Banter Podcast. Oh, yeah. Anytime one of us breaks an arrow, we have to take a shot. <gasps> well, I did it with Rebecca Black, so oh, I, I kind oh. of broke the seal. Yeah, I will be Rohan honest. wins. So I think our listeners what are going to have to go back and re-listen to this episode. And they can play a drinking game. With now the knowledge. And new music, technically, yeah. is all out of the 80s, so... Oh, I hope you make it to minute 31. Right. We're just opening up a whole, we're just another room of possibilities. A can of worms. A can of worms, Lorelai. Oh my God. Okay, so um, next person who we must talk about, this person, mm-hmm. incredible talent, mm-hmm. popularity spanning five decades. Five decades? An incredible human. An incredible human. An incredible human? Wait, would you, in addition to being a human, would you also say he might have been from outer space? Bowie's in space. Bowie's in space. <laughs> yes, we're talking about David Bowie. David Bowie, one of the inspirations of the 80s. Yes. Um, first and foremost, let's talk about Space Oddity. Mm. This was released in 1969. Space um, Oddity. Yes, Space Oddity. I've had Damn. four glasses of wine. Damn you, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, this wine is so good. So, um, 1972. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, we're, we're spanning into alternate decades. I'm going back. No, you have to for David. For David. You absolutely must. Yeah, 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 absolutely. David. So, 1972 was the glam rock era. He came out as the flamboyant, androgynous, alter ego, Ziggy mm-hmm. Stardust, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a single Starman from the album The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars, mm-hmm. which won widespread popularity. Incredible album. Y'all have listened to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have it on vinyl. Oh, have, stop. I you have, do not. I have the album on vinyl. I'm one of those hipsters. I like to listen I to it. I love what a hipster you are. Amazing. <laughs> I might kill you later. Out of don't, jealousy. Don't. And then take the album. Hey, and then we'll listen to it. Hey, jealousy. Oh. Take a shot. I did Did it again. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Yeah, take another it. shot. <laughs> That's why I have to keep overshooting into the 60s and 70s. You guys keep pulling me in the 90s and the I just quit. Well, we're, we're just trying to hit the other end of the standard deviation. <laughs> <laughs> teeter totter of decades. Teeter? I hardly even know her. Okay. So, um, 19, we're going into the 80s now with Bowie. Bowie collaborated with Freddie Mercury from Colleen Under Pressure. Uh, 1981. Pressure. Mm-hmm. And then Let's Dance in 1983, which you all know and love. I love Let's Dance. Yeah. Let Us Dance. And who is a big fan of Labyrinth? Matt's um, a big fan of Labyrinth. Stop. Are you not? I Can we have an episode? Wait, wait, pause, 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 pause. This is an episode of Movie Turn now. Guys, oh I just God. haven't given him the time of day. That's all it is. The movie Labyrinth? No. You remind me of the babe. He's the Goblin King. The babe with the power. I know. The power of voodoo, Rohan. You do. Okay, we're going to have a movie. We're going to have a movie night. They're making a reboot of it. Qua? Yeah, but without David Bowie. Oh, Hopefully, man. Jermaine Clement from Fly <gasps> the Concourse plays amazing? Bowie. Bowie's in space. The guy does a spot-on impersonation of David Bowie. It's, it's eerie. He's Remarkable. Um. So can we just like go right into my favorite topic? I guess. Oh, is this all? Is this the Lorelai Cool Mon podcast? I didn't realize this, Rohan. I'm endorsing it. Oh my god. Oh boy. Now we've got a supporter. Oh, Oh, is that how this disease spreads? If I'm going to talk about the topic with two feminists here, 
Are you or are you both not feminists? Oh, yeah, I'd we're, we're say pretty, so. We're I'd pretty diehard feminists. Okay, so 1980s, sidebar, where are the sidebar, women? Sidebar, she called, she, where are the women? She knows, she knows her secrets. Fuck, damn it, this is, this is how it all ends. Okay, all right, sidebar over. Okay, I know we, you support we, women, don't pretend. Sidebar, sidebar. Yeah, we do, yeah, we do, right? Okay, okay, sidebar, sidebar over. Okay, 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 okay. Go, go ahead, go ahead. 1980s, you guys, this is go a ahead. big decade for women in music. Great decade. Huge. We're going to play in their own instruments now. We're having rock bands now. Rock, so, wait, are you talking that rock and roll? Rock and or roll. Were they Mostly rolling? And. Like so hard. Uh, the Joan, Joan Jett? Men. Absolutely. The conjunction is my favorite part of rock and roll. Conjunction, junction? What's what is function? your function? Yeah. Um, so we had some amazing female vocalists from the 60s and 70s. Doing it again. Janis Joplin. Singer-songwriters like... Uh, Carol King, Joni Mitchell, Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. We got Bonnie Raitt. We got all these amazing, powerful oh, women from the 60s and Bonnie 70s Raitt. laying the groundwork for females to take a strong lead in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So we got Pat Benatar. You're a heartbreaker. Ding, 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 ding. That's all I'm doing. Um, oh. Love is a battlefield. Um, we've got all these powerful, sexy women. Uh-huh. Who are, well, that sounded creepy from afar. Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who are aggressive and yet soft at the same time. Uh-huh. They are strong. They are beautiful. They are smart and they're talented. Mm-hmm. You got bands like the Go Go's. Mm-hmm. Our lips are sealed. And we got the bees. We got the bees. We got the bees. Yeah! We got the bees. So they're playing their own instruments. Wait, was that song about music or was it about vegetables? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good question. That's up for debate. It was spelled the That's... music way, but could be a double entendre. Mmm. Mm. That would have been very if only it was an, If only it was the name of the album. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Miss Opportunity. I get it. Miss Opportunity. Miss Opportunity. Yeah. Her story. Her story. Um, so by the way, did you guys know that Belinda Carlisle was in the Go-Go's? No. Really? I know, right? Did you know what that's worth? What? Did you know what that's worth? Ooh, baby. Yeah, heaven is a place on earth. That she was in the Go Go's. She was in the Go Go's. Wait, would you say the Go Go's was then a like an all-star pop band of the '80s, akin to Beyonce and the two other girls? (laughs) (laughs) What are their names again? Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland and someone. Kelly Raspberry. Kelly Kelly Raspberry. She's a real. She's a real. <laughs> she's a real go-getter. <laughs> no, uh, no offense to Kelly Raspberry if you're listening to this podcast. Real... Yeah, I'm sure you're delicious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got these female punk rockers doing their thing, and the, on the same level, maybe even surpassing mm-hmm. yeah. male punk bands at this time. Right. And the Bangles. Hey, so, so just out of sheer yes. curiosity, where are we in women's feminist movement in the '80s? So we're killing it. Are, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's, let's, let's crushing it. What let's else? Put some juice into that. So uh, we got so, blazers. We got shoulder pads. Right. So like women are starting to merge more into business, oh, right? Absolutely. They're starting right. to rise to the like C-suite level. Yeah. I mean, we're never. Uh, I mean, we're still being paid like seventy percent of what men are being paid right now mm-hmm. in the year twenty seventeen. So we still have some way to go. Right. But you know. Do you all remember Working Girl? Do you know the movie Working Girl? Yeah. I mean, that's right there, I guess, our answer yeah. with the women's liberation movement. Yep. Um, and, and kind of in that same vein in the music genre, we're not only seeing women, but we're seeing like 
minority women also. Absolutely. Whitney Houston being yes. my... Whitney Houston, 100%. Um, she is killing it. Uh, Not to jump the gun. I know? Don't trust your feet. Hell I know? Um, and one thing I wanted to ask you was, is yes. that when we when we look at girls like Cindy Lauper too, sort of the revolutionary, rebellion, teenage girl, and, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, girls just want to have fun. Blondie. Girls just want to have fun. Blondie. Blondie. Who just released a new song. <laughs> we talked Stop. about that we episode We talked about two. last episode. I didn't know that. Apparently, Laurel, I didn't listen to Banter episode two. We covered a lot in new music. Awkward. <laughs> It's all good. Oh, it is so. It is so. Is it so? Is it hot in this room? Or is it just awkward? But, no, I definitely listened to it. I missed that part. Well, I will also say, Lorelai did listen very intently to episode. I think it was one where yeah. I have to make an erratum. I said that the Bee Gees sang "Walk Like oh, an Egyptian. Egyptian." It starts with a B. It's my bad. My bad. My B. It was the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh. That's a that's an actual band. We'll, we'll do we'll do a, a correction on the next. Podcast. Oh 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 okay okay fair enough. <laughs> well maybe one day we'll resolve this mystery. I, I love also how you have called out Tony Basil because I mean yes I always think of Bring It On when you know when that you know that stupid cheerleading movie back in the day with I can't even remember that actress's name that's Susan Dunst yeah 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 oh. and uh, you know wait is that how you say the band Dance Dunst yeah Kirsten Dunst, Dunst. Dunst. oh that's the band's it, name yeah. like is it short for Kirsten Dunst to honor her is she in the band or is it she's just probably a band? in the band is it I like think they just worship her like a god they write songs about her yep. there's an effigy of god her. it all adds up now take a shot by the way that's a matter band yeah wait guys can we can we shut the fuck up for a second oh we've got to talk about a lady that's very important Gloria Estefan because she was big for Latinos. Let's take a let's take a pause and talk about her for a second too. Okay. Let's do Gloria Estefan now. All right, sidebar over. Gloria Estefan. No, we're just saying that like minorities, it's a big thing. And oh. Female Latinas coming out. So I have a personal story about Gloria. <gasps> Can I get yes, personal? Please, yeah. story. Yeah. So I yeah. my first. Get on your feet. Well, well. Um, my first, uh, nanny, if you will, because my parents worked, and so, like, you know, three little minion runs in our apartment, whatever, um, her name was Gloria, and she introduced us to La Gloria Estefan, Mm -hmm. so, like, get on your feet was big, rhythm is gonna get you, and then, one, One, two, two, three, three, four, come on, baby, Five, six, seven, and I have these memories of my stupid little frat boy brother who would be like in his little baby chair and we'd be like shaking his fist and then when he was old enough to was, walk he'd be doing the same was thing. Was he a frat boy at birth? Oh god, no. He's something? Yeah, he was cradle? he had one. The fist. song's right, brah. The song makes me feel alive. The song makes me feel something, brah. Gloria Stefan, I feel her. I think she makes us all feel things. She yeah. makes me feel some kind of way. But guys, what I was talking about earlier, yes, please. when I interjected you with that strong curse. I'm waiting. Madonna, what are we doing over here? Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name and it feels like a virgin. Absolutely. We're going to talk about 19... 84 right now, okay? Oh, great so year. Is, George yes. Orwell has something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Booked her. Oh, man. Oh. Take a drink, dude. That was oh, good. Oh, you're welcome. That was you're really welcome. Good. Okay, 
So uh, Madonna is from Michigan. <laughs> what? My oh, the old, so the old love and mid, eh? Absolutely. That's exactly what they call it. So um, back in 1984, during the VMAs, she wasn't a thing yet. Like people mm. didn't really know who she was. They were having a hard time trying to find acts to fill um, the places in the VMAs. They got um, Dan Aykroyd hosting it. And he's kind of, he's like in his 30s right now. He's kind of out of touch from the teen population that they're trying to... Yeah, he was kind of an awkward guy there. Huh? Exactly, mm -hmm. yes. So um, they were like, oh, let's just grab Madonna, who we don't really know yet. And uh, all they knew about her was that she was kind of hard to work with, that she kind of like drank a lot. And that's all they really knew. God bless her, though. Ready? Oh, absolutely. Oh, sounds like all of us. So... They didn't know everything that she was going to do. The, the stage lights up and they have her standing on top of this tiered wedding cake next to her little groom in her bridal gown. And she starts singing her like a virgin. I made it through the wilderness. And she's starting to walk down and she's just being herself. She's like making love to the camera next to her. She's selling it. Uh, her shoe slides off, and uh, I read like an interview that she did afterward, and she's like, my shoe fell off, and I was like, you know what? We're going to go with it, and I'm just going to hump the stage in my wedding dress. And she did. So she is down writhing in her white, white gown, just like humping the stage, singing into her microphone. Nobody's seen anything like this in public before. This is live. This is during an award show. Nobody's expecting this. this she's like, this is me. This is during Reagan's presidency, right? This is probably during the election year. Yeah. yeah. So she's just getting weird on the stage, and everyone's like, eh, that's Madonna. And they love it. They eat it up. And she is a freaking star. Because she is a woman pumping things in public, and she don't care. Be rest assured, there'll probably be a banter podcast in the future dedicated exclusively for Madonna. I haven't be. briefed this with you yet, but... Well, I added up all the numbers on my abacus and they all slid over to a favorable position so Good. i'd say that's a yes what did the what did the oracle say the oracle has spoken and says that it'll be okay the oracle's got a bit of the giggles today but, but I and do, a bit of a head cold but but i do believe you know in all it, i mean that's beautiful by the way i love that oracle impression my greek gods oh thank you, thank you but i have to go back to the book <laughs> so with with like a virgin starting yes. off and then you know think about the one song that was kind of like the modern day lady gaga equivalent of born this way was express yourself yes wait so i just had a thought madonna rocked the boat twice at the vmas then so the Pray next tell. time with uh britney oh, oh. I mean, yeah mouth kiss with the kiss yeah. full mouth kiss yeah. which fmk fmk <laughs> pretty much everything she does is like this dramatic statement you right. know like she she's just incredible and like every every female wanted to be her you know everybody had the crimpy hair the black lace the crosses mm -hmm. kate lehman if you're listening that's all you yeah oh kate lehman we yeah. heard it you heard it here i first. hope you're rocking on a jet set right now to madonna like you used to do in oh. minneapolis Bless. um and i believe that madonna was rick boss of the 1980s with albums pretty much every year right yeah. um Side note, True Blue is probably mine number one. True Blue, baby, I love you. Yeah. What year was that? Well, I think 1987. Was it really? 1987. Wow, that definitely carried on. That was a good year. I was rocking out to that. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It had, it had staying power. Yeah. Um, and uh, one artist we haven't talked about quite yet, Tina Turner. What's... Yes. 
What's love got to do with it? Oh my God. She is such (laughs) an inspiration. She started as like a little nobody. Her name was Little Anne when she first started with Ike. She was like a backup singer. And he had her record on his track and he was planning on just like deleting her voice out later. And then she ended up being awesome. And she stuck around. She did the tours and everything. And obviously we know the whole Argentina situation, which totally sucks. Yep. But Kesha, if you're listening, like you can get through this. Absolutely. Um, but no, she's one of those that stood the test of time too. Um, Ike and Tina divorced in 1977 and she struck out on her own Mm -hmm. and she freaking killed it. And she just like took her life back and she took her fame back and she made it on her own. Can I slip in one more? I'm, I'm, I'm hijacking this, but can we talk about a one hit wonder? Um, a name that's very close to our hearts starts with a T and ends in Iphany. Oh, God, yeah. I think we're alone now. It doesn't seem to be anyone around. One hit wonder, for real. I mean, really, no one ever really heard much else from her again, but she made it into a top oh ten of that year. Well, to quote Queens of the Stone Age, no one knows. Well, nobody knows. Oh wow. I but mean, that was also a remake from... Uh, as fast as they can. She did other stuff, too, though, right? Yeah, but no one really knows what they are. Can you name another Tiffany song? I couldn't name one Tiffany song. <laughs> Literally, I think we're alone now. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know she's from South Korea. What? Weird, right? Yeah, very random. The the, the, per, the preferable of the Koreans. The, the the better Korea. Yeah. So weird. Korea with flair. Anyway, I've I've made my interjections, but I just wanted to slip in uh, a little ref. So so let's 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 move on just 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 a hair. So let's talk about when uh, my personal favorite. I can't do this seriously. Uh, country <laughs> mixed with rock and roll. No. Who did we get? <laughs> Who did? God, I hate country so much. Oh gosh. We'll have to do a country episode. You know we're going to have to. Oh gosh. I can, I'm we, on board with that. Do we? And who's going to host? I mean, who's going to... Oh, we may have to give that. We should give Banter up for that. <laughs> Banter is outsourced that. for that. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it to Pat Green, who is not the country songwriter Pat Green, but a student in our MBA program named Pat Green. Yeah. And with a name like Pat Green, you got to like country. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nobody called me out on saying that Tiffany was from South Korea. That was a bullshit. <laughs> nobody called me out. She's actually from California. It's fine. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was the, waiting for somebody uh, to be like, "Not the, the, well, the South Korea of the West, <laughs> as I call it. She could have been an adopted girl from wanna... South Korea. <laughs> oh God, let's just take I a think, big breath. In. I think next time I host, I'm just gonna give like random weird facts and see if you guys actually like call me out. Most of them will go over my head. Well. Um, we don't we don't claim to be good at fact checking <laughs> podcast. We just talk. We're good at music. Good at music. Classic. Oh, so 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 we got like Bob Seger, John Mellencamp, yes, Thomas well, Petty. We should talk about that. And, and you know, I thought by this time in his life, he might he would get over himself, but he's always so damn petty. Very petty. Oh boy, just get, 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 get. falling. And the Heartbreakers. Oh my gosh, all of them so petty. Really great though. They're they're phenomenal. I love them. My, uh, my band that I was in in Detroit, we covered a couple of their songs. Did you do that one? And I stand my ground. Where he sounds really British for that one song. Hey, baby. It ain't easy way out. Wait, and then he did that. Didn't he do that one song, Millennium? Millennium. I'm pretty sure. But anyways, uh, you have 
talk about the boss if we're going to talk about the 80s. We must. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. But the boss. I love Bruce Springsteen. His album Born in the USA is one of my favorite albums oh, of the 80s. That's a classic on 4th of July. It's up there with uh, Huey Lewis and the News Sports. <gasps> you guys know that that bum, was my very bum. first concert ever? Huey Lewis and the News. When I was just a little kitten. Aww. Oh, that's so awesome. What I have a great a, concert. I didn't know about them Detroit until 2008. Oh, I'm a terrible person. It's okay. So... So, fun fact about Huey Lewis in the news is he was pegged to write the soundtrack for Ghostbusters. What? Backed out of it. Oh. So they brought in the other guy that wrote the album, whose name you don't know, and uh, he basically copied Huey Lewis in the news style. Totally! It sounds like him! A lot of songs oh. after Huey Lewis in the news came around started sounding like Huey Lewis in the news. That... Inspector Gadget. Exactly. Like that, 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 when they started just using synth for everything. My mind is blown right now. That yeah. should be a mashup, though, Matt. Write that down. But Kenny Loggins oh, yeah. didn't fall down that path, did he? Kenny the Man Loggins? No. Playing, playing. And, and while we're on the genre, I'd say Kenny Loggins fits right in to this, this group of people. Yeah. A single... It, I mean, would you also put in Brian Adams into that category as well? Oh, you have to. You must. Canadian? Expand. Oh, God, wait. I mean, we're, we're talking... No, Rohan, we only talk about the American artists. <laughs> we talk <laughs> about Canada the British... Our breast friend. Yeah, we talk about... Breast friend. Wait. Cool. Are, I, I don't remember. Are they... They're, they're above... They're above the line that I know I'm not supposed yeah, to look about. Yeah, that's America above the Mexican line. Are they... Oh. <laughs> and that's the only line I know of. Wait, there is a line at Mar-a-Lago, the greatest golf course in the world. I believe they're doing better than us with taking in refugees right now, so I feel like I love Canada. Well, you know, uh, we we like them for their for their sports balls teams and their maple syrup, and that's all I know about them. Oh, God, I love maple syrup. Even Any, <laughs> yeah, let's so, move this along. So, right. so Brian Adams, we have we have Kenny Loggins also. Danger Zone. How and then playing with the boys. Can we talk about how homoerotic that whole Absolutely. album is? I mean, if I must plug in here, like freaking Top Gun. That that entire that entire album, just like Hearts on Fire, for instance. That is like through the flame of burning hot to taking you higher. Cards Against Humanity made an entire card about the homoerotic volleyball scene in that movie. Very much, with the aviators and everything. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Steve Winwood, I might even consider throwing him in that same kind of like. Sure. Bring me your higher love. Sam Smith, I'm sorry. Everyone loves you. I don't I don't feel your, your, your remix of it. No apologies. Mm. You're talented, but I don't feel you. Um, it's hard to remake something that's. Good. I know. I know. So let's talk about you two. One yeah. of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the Yashua the Yashua Tree comes out in the eighties. Oh yeah, we were talking about seeing that, weren't we? The Yashua Tree is uh, just one of the incredible, most incredible albums of all time. And uh, I love you two. I know everyone hates them because they coming to Dallas? they're coming to Dallas soon on the Yashua Tree tour. That's what I thought. Soft J is, I, I, I like to think it's a soft yeah, J. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, 
Everyone hates YouTube because I got a free album from them on my iPhone and I couldn't get it off. Oh, you're literally quoting me and I... I know. I hate that I got free music in 2011. I'm very selective with the music that I have on my phone. I'm in Lorelai's camp. I hate it. Oh my god. And I hated that album cover. It was creepy. It It is creepy. Okay, let's talk about Songs of Innocence. You may. The 2014, dare I say, phenomenal record that came out from YouTube. Um, It is an album about looking back at their lives and reflecting on their journey through their lives, what was important to them. There's a song called Iris on it that's written about his mother that's very endearing and very nice. So the album cover is Fedge, as I like to call him, The Edge, their (laughs) guitarist. and I have to give credit to Comedy Bang Bang's Scott Ackerman and Parks and Recreation's Adam Scott and their podcast, You Talking You Two to Me, for that ah. uh, delightful joke. Um, but it is The Edge hugging his son. So it's representative of like an old life and, and, and you know, like their past and their present. So that's what the album cover is. But it's a phenomenal album, but people were just too busy shitting on yeah. free music, no, which Apple screwed up. No, no, no. I, Oh, was it really Apple? It was Apple's fault. It wasn't uh, U2's fault. That's the thing. They were just I like, it was we want to. just be like, no, my music. No, they were. They they genuinely just wanted to give their album away for free, and Apple screwed oh, up the delivery. Forcing it. It should have just been in iTunes for yeah, free. Yeah, should have been. I can choose to take this for free. But Apple was like, oh no, you're gonna heaven is gonna play the first thing mm. you plugged in your car because uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is also the uh, chief spokesman. chief marketing officer for <laughs> for Apple. Yeah. Um, also, Bono has been a very pushy human, which is good because he's been, he's been fighting for human rights since forever. Bono's great. He's been working for Live Aid, for example. Oh, mm-hmm. And going yeah. back to Sting, too. Sting was involved in also, Live Aid as well. The uh, yeah. famine in Ethiopia. Right. Yeah. Really and his Red campaign has done has raised millions and millions of dollars for, yep. for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, U2's actually on Kendrick Lamar's new album. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, the song XXX. It's a very political song about the uh, current... Shall we say regime? Wow, we. I would really, really recommend giving that a listen to. You. Okay. On their okay, on the on the new on, on the, the new season. Kendrick album. Okay. Damn. Period. Capital. D-A-M. Capital D. Capital A. Capital M. Capital Damn. Here's oh, that. there's an M N on there. Yeah. Whoops. Okay. Okay. Well, well, we'll give that a listen. See, I didn't realize it was Apple's fault. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I, I feel heart, I feel a little I feel shitty my heart now. Opening. The muscles around my heart are loosening. I'm going to be okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Well, I think the only genre we have left is rap. And, and hip-hop. And hip-hop. Huge! Do we want to talk about Grandmaster Flash yet. Yeah. You want to run through those really quickly? Yes, I do. Okay, so um, we... Okay, well, we talked about Michael Jackson, obviously. Um, so getting black people on MTV was a big deal. Um, the first person to really fight for it was Rick James. She's a super freak. Super, super freak. Thanks, Um, So he was one of the first people to come to MTV and say, what's going on? Why are there only white people on MTV? And MTV was like, well, our audience wants rock. Like, nobody wants soul. Nobody wants blues. Hmm. Actually, that's kind of racist and very racist. So there was a big fight about that. And um, Michael Jackson was the guy to get the music videos on MTV. Huge deal. Um, opened the door for Prince to get on too, because hello, Prince's videos were awesome too. Uh, so we're finally getting people of color on the MTV, which is awesome. And would we have gotten some more R&B 
artist on this, like uh, Mr. Gay, Mr. Marvin Gay. We should. In the 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wonder if Michael kind of ushered the door in for more artists to be able to have an avenue. Was Marvin Gaye 70s into 80s? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he should have been on that, too. I think Michael just really, like, literally kicked the door open with his jazz shoes. Right. Ah. Oh. This beautiful little fedora. Um, so, we're talking about rap and hip-hop. Basically, a big motivation for rap and hip-hop, I'm going to say, was disco. Disco morphed into rap, R&B, and hip-hop. People were using turntables, mixers. Hip-hop took the sounds of the 60s and 70s and really brought them to the forefront. One of the um, people who really got this started, one of the pioneers of hip-hop and DJing, cutting, and mixing was Grandmaster Flash. So Grandmaster Flash um, from Barbados grew up in the Bronx. He studied all the greats. He practiced in his garage um, started his own group going, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Uh, just very, very talented DJ, a very skilled um, lyricist. He popularized MCing. Uh, he started rap battles, by the way. Mm. And he brought DJing techniques like scratching to the masses. That was more of like a back... Um, like a back scratch. Like it was more of a back <laughs> scratch situation. It wasn't like uh, mainstream, if you will. He brought all this stuff into the mainstream. And that's when DJs were actually putting vinyls onto turntables yeah. and mixing songs together. Exactly. Imagine that. When he started this, it was a huge thing. Are you listening, Zed? Are you listening, Calvin Harris? Yeah. Are yeah. you listening, David Guetta? Know your roots. Um, also, uh, because he finally had like the edge and he had people listening in the mainstream, uh, one of the most influential songs of this time was called The Message. It was the first hip-hop song that was not just a party song. It talked about urban decay. It talked about drugs, crime, prison, poverty, and the lack of political power in the black community. Have you, hmm. have you listened to The Message? It's great. Wow. It's, it's, really, it's really intense. And there's a music video with it, too. But the message that he was able to carry out and just kind of bring to, like, the white population to just kind of like, hey, this is actually what's happening right now and make mm -hmm. it more, um, make everybody more conscious of like what's going on in black society. That's awesome. It's amazing. Yep. And I think on that high note, we are going to have to get back in our little time travel machine, <sighs> type in the year 28. Or let's just go ahead and type in 2020. 2020. Like Maybe 2024. so much, and I feel like it was still just a tip. Just a tip. Oh, we have just cracked the iceberg. Yeah, but that's yeah. the good thing about banter is that yeah. we just pave ways for more. It is the podcast that doesn't end. <laughs> it goes like on. We can do into 90s. I know. Oh, we can do like anything. But our way up. as Matt mentioned, this has been a wrap. And we are banter, music talk for the people by the people. And we want to say a special thank you to Miss Lorla Coolman. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Very Phenomenal fun. job. Amazing stage presence, as always. Yeah, I'm really passionate about this topic. Thank you so much for inviting me to be involved. Oh, anytime. We will have you back on both show. It's guaranteed. Well, thanks. And this is Rohan Anand and Matt Gregg saying, catch you next time. Muchas gracias. On Ben. Oh, that was nice. Oh, turn. <laughs>